are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast brought to you by Sonos. Sonos, as you know by now, is not a word. It's an acronym. All right. With John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. Let's talk a little bit of Arizona basketball yesterday against, or last night against uh, the Utah Utes. This was a game that I'm not going to lie, I fell into the same trap that I've fallen into about 30 times this year mm-hmm. where, you know, you're down one with about nine minutes left in the first half and you're thinking to yourself, ooh, I don't know, you know, Utah's playing well, you know, they got the home crowd behind them. Uh, this could be one that's going to be a little tighter than we think. Lines 11 and a half, maybe should have taken Utah there. Well, then you know what? You come back about three minutes later, and Arizona is up 15 points, doesn't look back, and ends up with a 30-point victory. Schuster, this game feels like a microcosm of the entire season for Arizona basketball. And it's a good season for Arizona yes, basketball. Yes, yeah, they're 25-2 is good. We're kind of yes, okay with yes. that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like I, I saw the line on some platforms, and the, and and – you saw it eleven and a half. I got it at ten and a half. This okay. is me pretending that I'm a gambling Correct. expert. If you okay. were on the Bet Online Sportsbook, book, it might have been ten and a half. That's exactly right, and that's exactly what you should do out there as well. And there was part of me thinking, what am I missing here? Is somebody not playing? Is because I, I I remember the game was I guess relatively competitive-ish, and Arizona still won by twenty down here. What's what am I missing right. here? Uh, and I guess maybe tired after the Oregon game, looking ahead to a more important Colorado matchup. Utah struggled. Maybe they'll be fly- okay, but. At this point in the season, you kind of come to the conclusion that Arizona really hasn't laid that many eggs. You've talked about this so many times. I can't even count. Now, granted, I can't count higher than twelve. But you, you shouldn't have to hire count for, You shouldn't yeah. have to count higher than because twelve for this purpose. And, and and what you have said on a number of occasions, Mike, is that Arizona beats lesser teams, mm-hmm. and they beat them handily. Right, and, they, and 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 that has been a consistent th- theme throughout the course of the season. It's been a good theme. Arizona. What it means is that Arizona has taken care of business, and probably means that Arizona is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what that means come NCAA tournament time, I have no bleeping idea. Just like everybody else, but the regular season has to make you feel good about what Arizona's trajectory is as a legitimate threat on the national scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I, and you've talked about it before. Since we're scratching each other's back, yeah. watch this. As I give you a spare key wow. to my house as Thank well. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank exactly. you. I'll try not to lose this. That's one. all right. Don't worry. I got three others where those yeah, came beautiful. from. Beautiful. But um, Bruno, don't eat the keys. Don't eat the key, Bruno. But. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, about yeah. how they beat the beat the doors off of teams. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you make a very wise point. Thanks. And I don't put an actually in there because that would be condescending. <laughs> you make the point, though, where you say that you want to play as many non-close games as possible. I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. The 0-1 Arizona Wildcats team. Two close games in the entire tournament. And one of them was not in the Final Four against Michigan State. It was against uh, Illinois in the Elite Eight. And then you got Duke, obviously, which you lost to. Very little. Uh, that team had, that team, if they could blow you out, and granted, that team came together late, blew you out. 
96-97 took the exact opposite course. We will play right. every game close. <laughs> yes. We will strive for overtime. Uh-huh. And you know what? We'll try to go into double overtime <laughs> if possible. That can work, but your chances are not nearly as well as taking the path at 0-1 charting. This is one of the things that was always a frustration during the Miller era mm-hmm. for me. Is that, and, and, and it's the mantra that mm-hmm. we've talked right, about, yes. basketball doesn't always have to be it hard. It doesn't have to be and hard. And under Miller's tenure... And it doesn't have to be mean. Basketball True. Basketball wasn't, seemed to be almost like an arduous lesson Mm -hmm. of life. Right. More than it was, you know, sometimes you can just crush another team by 25 and go on to the next game and it's okay. It's okay. You don't Uh, have to feel bad about it. And the reason that that is. You don't need a learning experience every single game. Every single game. You really don't. It doesn't have to be a six point win. It doesn't. You know, if you beat NAU by 40, okay, that's fine. Some teams are supposed to do that. And when you can, that's a good thing. Uh, And this is the type of style where, and Arizona has the personnel, where it is uh, capable of doing that. And fortunately, I think games like uh, the USC matchup, the Oregon matchup last week, week, winning at Illinois, even losing against Tennessee, uh, are close games that are illustrations of what Arizona kind of needs late in matchups uh, to be successful as well. And those are growth moments. So you can do a little bit of both. And one of the things, again, that to get around, to, I guess, the, gener- the generality of the point with Miller is that is th- this is especially true in the NCAA tournament, where there's so much luck involved Mm-hmm. And so much of an oddity and an uncertainty taking place right. uh, that if you're in a close game every time, it only takes one bad bounce to get you out of mm-hmm. to, to knock you, you out. And you see this all the time. And you see this on Arizona a fans have yeah. seen this very. And, hello, Kenny Lofton. Uh huh. Right. 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 Uh, so I was only four at the time. That's how cool I am. And you are cool. If you are actually cool. If uh, Arizona <laughs> took me a second there. <laughs> if. So if Arizona can win four games in the tournament by double-figure margins, that's great. Mm-hmm. If Arizona then, uh, you know, has to win a close game, okay. Somewhere along the line, they're going to have to play close games. We get it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you always have to play close games, and this team has done a very good job seemingly to understand And that. it doesn't mean that you have to strive for the close game. That's not, you know, you don't have to, again, no. blowouts are okay. Yes, blowouts are better. You know this team is actually, a, and you talked about it, and you're a, you're a Gonzaga guy. Yeah, and, uh, and I watched Gonzaga play last night, San, San Francisco as well, and thought watching the two teams back, back-to-back was kind of interesting. You could, you, all right, well, you know Ooh. what? That's We're going to get into that maybe in the next one. I'll tell you what, real real quickly, though, one thing that you uh, you don't want to uh, forget about, though, is Built Bar. You watch Arizona basketball, you watch Tommy Lloyd, you say, man, that's a guy, that's a guy that's strong. That's a guy like Bruno that's, you know what? He's backing into John Schuster uh-huh. right now, thinking, John Schuster, just give me a head rub. <laughs> when in actuality, that means a chomp to the face. <laughs> That's right. It also means, he... man, I wish I wasn't a dog so that I could have a built bar. Yes. You should have seen Bruno's head. Bruno's head did Bruno head tilt. He went, hmm, 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 yeah, I'm kind of hanging around here. Built bar. Oh, 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 and he's back, and he's back, oh, Bilt and he knows, and he knows Bilt Bar means and, something, get, and I kid oh. you not, mm-hmm. he's licking his lips, mm-hmm. by the way, there's, oh, you're playing with fire right there, <laughs> sure John Schuster, but Bilt Bar, that's where it's at, let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, I'm your host, Mike Luke, all right, Aaron's, let me, you know, let's talk a little bit about Kirk Creasa, because I've been a little annoyed by him all season, more so than anything, he's a... And we've given him, I've given him, I think, actually a lot of props in mm-hmm. that I do like, and we've said this since the Illinois game on, that the kid wants big shots. And I'll say it again. 
You can't teach that. Give you an example. Um, 1996-97. The most physically talented player on the team, just from a guy you walk in the gym and you look at it and you say, if you didn't know anything about anybody on the team, and you watch him even, it doesn't need to be for five minutes, it could be for 15 minutes. It could be for 20 minutes. You could say, Michael Dickerson's the one guy you're looking at. And you're saying, if one guy on this team's going to be an NBA All-Star, it's going to be that guy right there. And for good reason. He had everything. And again, I don't want to make this out like poor Michael Dickerson. You know, he's, uh, he had a very, a very, he would have had a very long, uh, prosperous, prosperous career. Had injuries, career. not side Yeah, track. because he was yes. already 18 points a game mm-hmm. before he got hurt. Right. Michael Dickerson, though. And this is not to, you know, call him a weenie or anything like that because he still did a lot of really good things. Michael Dickerson did not want big shots at big moments. He nope. just he just did it. Nope. Now, you know, people could say, well, it was a tough run. Same thing happened the following year in the Elite Eight when they really needed somebody else to kind of take the control. Went there. Yeah, that's, I believe, and I've always believed that that's something you either have or you don't. You always talked about it, and you uh, you beat me up, up upside the head with this with, uh, with LeBron James. Correct. LeBron James spends oh listen lebron james is we've never seen he's not the best player ever i'm not getting into that we have never seen somebody though at year in year 20 in the nba who's still arguably the best player in the world he does everything possible to make himself the best player he can be from money to working whatever you know the one thing that he can't pay for the one thing that you can't train is that end of game situation you just can't because you know what he would have done it if he could and by this point yes he would have had it Mm mm-hmm you can't so and i don't get it i don't know why right i don't know what the point is but there's something mental that analytics can't you just can't you can't put your finger on it michael jordan did not need to michael jordan did not need to sit in a basement Mm -hmm. and practice last second it just came to him because you know what i think it's more of an anger of Mm -hmm. you know and even lesser players like uh and you and i are both suns fans early Mm -hmm. 90s mario ellie we hate right yes okay right mario ellie is a guy who's never going to be an nba hall of famer never going to be discussed as an nba hall of famer but if he had the ball in his hand late in the game he was going to make a damn shot he's going to make that stupid corner robert ory robert ory same thing Robert hey. Ory is the guy who you wanted on your team in the last and, minute because bleep and damn it, that guy's going to make the shot. And sometimes, sometimes you can rebound a little bit. Let's use Steve Kerr for an example. Mm-hmm. Kerr, maybe the worst, the most right. unclutch game ever against Oklahoma. Yeah. Steve Kerr goes on to make NBA Finals winning shots. But again, you either generally you have it or you don't. I chalk the Steve Kerr thing up not to choking, just to having a bad game because I think when you look at the heights that he reached after that, you know. Kirk Creasa is a guy that wants those shots. So, you know, that's a that's a big... If he can start shooting consistently, though, this team becomes a different animal. And by consistently, I don't need him shooting Salim Stoudemire 58% from three. If you can start shooting 41% from three as opposed to 32... That's a difference. You, that's a massive <laughs> yes, difference. If is. I can start counting on you going four of 10 instead of generally three of 12, but making the big shot for the third one. Mm-hmm. Shoe, you're looking at a different beast entirely here. And I kind of wonder if maybe... We may not be that far we away We may from not that. be that far off of it because like we talked about a little bit uh, on another platform yesterday. The shot looks good. It does. The shot has always looked good. So, you know, Kerr, Carissa, got to give you a little bit of the tip of the cap right there. One thing too, betonline.a... Uh, Bet online sportsbook, excuse me. That's where you're going to go if you want to bet on the U of A. We'll be right back, taking a quick break. 
with John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke. All right, you're listening to Locked On Wildcats. All right, shoot, we're going to get a next episode here, which is going to be recorded here in about three minutes. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a little bit into Gonzaga, but um, you talked about it. You think Arizona probably stumbles one one more, maybe twice more before the year's over, but you know what? That still means that you're a number one seed. I think uh, I don't think it's going to matter unless, you know, hey, maybe Gonzaga could lose in its tournament, but I think there are too many elements going on here where the likelihood that there is that Arizona's about as close to a lock barring some, some something really surprising. Uh, I would expect the Wildcats to be a num- number one in the South, and this is why. Uh, they're, they're, there's a separation right now just in general proximity because Arizona's gone on something like a, what is it, a nine-game winning right. streak, and Zag is on a 15-game winning streak. And the streak average margin of victory is like 35 yeah. points. And the, and, see, and the separation between the two of them and the, and the, the, the number three team, mm-hmm. who could, you could argue maybe it's Duke, maybe it's Kansas, maybe it's Kentucky, maybe it's you know Purdue. All of those teams have lost recently, mm-hmm. which allows for a little bit of one and two separation between three and four. Right. Why that matters is that you know if, USC, if Arizona drops Drops a game at USC. Yeah, okay. USC is a good seed in the tournament. That's not a bad loss. If Arizona loses a game in the Pac-12 tournament, yeah, okay. Um, but the reason that I think Arizona is close to being a lock for a one seed in the South is because patriotism reasons. Uh, well, Arizona was the last contiguous state, so possibly that is a why perfectly good reason. Why don't we use that as a tease for the next episode? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Were you using that as a tease for the next episode? You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.